0: welcome to the hope connection radio show brought to you by bishop harry jackson and the hope christian church family today's message is sure to transform your life and touch your soul let's listen in to this powerful teaching by bishop jackson already in progress holy that the jews would not often pronounce it out loud they would take off the garments they had changed their clothes after bathing ceremonially, take up a new pen, write down the name, then in reverence to those four letters, they would go back, wash again, change again, in order to give honor and uh, really obeisance and worship to the name of God. I would call that fear the Lord on a whole another level. There's some who say that the real name of God should only be Yahweh, but The truth is we have God revealing himself in the Bible in many, many different places, and he is revealing to us aspects of who he is through names that he gives us. Although we know that there's only one God, God showed himself in many different ways. We've got to understand that in the Hebrew world, names had meaning. Names were not just a declaration of prophetic intent. Very often, they believe that it was a declaration of the character, the essence of who or what something was or is. And so, therefore, the Hebrew names were often given not at birth. How many understand that there is a new saint in the world today? Saint West. Y'all heard about Saint West, right? Kanye, and what's that girl's name? Kim, they had a baby, and Kanye West said, I'm going to name my baby St. West. He might have wrongfully said that's the only way they'll become one. In our understanding of the New Testament, anybody who comes to know Jesus is named among the saints. We, we unlike the Catholic faith, we don't have to believe that you got to perform so many miracles, et cetera, but that if you have come to know Jesus, that you become a part of a called-out community called the church, and you are set apart as ones who are called holy as unto the Lord. So the Bible calls those people saints. Isn't that interesting? But they thought of that name. And they meditated about it, probably argued about it. And when they finally decided on it, they gave the baby the name. But rather, in the Hebrew world, they would meditate and try to look at that child and see, is there some clue to how we're going to name the child? Is there some hint from their character? And so when we find Jacob wrestling with an angel, or is actually Christophany and parents, many people think, actually he wrestled with God in the Old Testament, uh, in the book of Genesis. And we find that right before this man's life was changed and altered forever, there was this idea, what is your name? That was really for him to really confess, yeah, that's my name, and yeah, that's who I am. I am a supplanter, manipulator. I'm a con man. And then the Lord said, no longer shall you be known as con man. I'm going to change your name because your character is going to change. But the God who we serve, his character is unchangeable, but it's so high and lofty above what we can typically understand that he is downloading bit-sized dimensions of revelation. So there are many compound names of God. So we have El Shaddai, we have perhaps Jehovah Jireh, we have Jehovah Nisi as some of the names, and we have taught and you've heard many of the compound names of God, and what we are finding here is David is simply saying, Lord, your name is excellent, you have set your glory above the heavens, your character, you're going to honor more your nature you're going to fulfill, more you're going to do according to who you are, more than what we think are unchangeable signs of your omnipotence and power. Verse 2, it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Suckling is a nursing baby. In these days, you would have seen the nursing period for children to be much longer. It talks about kids who are not of the age that they are supposed to be able to defend themselves or to care for themselves. What's the point of bringing this up? God is essentially saying that his enemies and the forces that are arrayed against us in our lives are so much stronger than we are in the naturals, have more power than we have in the human dimension, that there's no way that we can marshal or muster the strength to combat supernatural enemies on the order of the battles that we face in this realm. But God has given us access to supernatural weapons, and they're all hinged and linked to his name. How many are with me so far? So notice in 2B, it says that thou mayest still the enemy and the avenger, two different kinds of enemies, two different kinds of dimensions, an enemy and the avenger. We don't have time to go there, but you can, if you need to, you can go to Matthew chapter 21. Verse 16, over the years we've come back and forth to this passage, but Matthew 21 16 says this Jesus' words, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, Jesus said, Thou hast perfected praise. And so Jesus defines the strength that is the thing that stops enemies, and stills avengers as being praise. In other words, when we hit that spiritual dimension of what God defines as praise, what you call praise may not be what God calls praise. What we think is praise sometimes is just singing. What we think is praise is somebody else singing for us. What we think is praise may be somebody else's recording But God is thinking about Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, He is thinking about the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto the name of the Lord. That kind of praise brings us before the manifest presence of God. It brings us into a secret realm. It brings us into the habitation of the Most High. It brings us under the shadow of His wings. That kind of thanksgiving offered at the name of God in relationship to that name can protect us and cause provision for us, and it can watch over us. Are y'all there with me today? Oh, it's very, very important that we understand that we're talking about the name, the name, the name, the name of God. It stops the enemy, enemies we can't see. It stops principalities and powers. It stops the rulers of darkness of this world. It stops the malevolence of evil nations. It stops the evil intents of demonically inspired minds. It stops Satan's advance and releases the power of God. Somebody needs to give the Lord a thank offering just for that. Amen. We need to be thankful we're still here. We need to be thankful that San Bernardino was not uh, College Park. Maryland, that is. We need to be thankful for what God is doing and how he is moving, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. We talked at some length on Wednesday night. We've talked in times past about the idea that the avenger means someone who is justified to bring Retribution, judgment. Avenger is someone who is a rightful designation. Hebrew law, if you killed my near relative, even by accident, I have the right to kill you. You take out their eye, I can take out your eye. You kill one of my animals, I can kill one of your animals. There were cities of refuge where people would run to in that day, the days of the Old Testament, And at the cities of refuge, if you got to one without the goel or the avenger catching up with you, who had the right to destroy you, even if it was an accident, when you killed somebody's relative, your blood needed to be shed, you get to the city of refuge, the elders would meet you at the gates. At the gates of the city where all the adjudication and all the contracts were held, the court was held in session at the gates of the city. Their elders would come and they would hear your case like a Supreme Court of our day. And if they said, yes, we believe you, come in, you would be safe during the lifetime of the high priest of that day. So it was a word picture and a prophetic Declaration of future truth. We live in a time where we too have a high priest. How many know we have a high priest? What is his name? His name is Jesus. So there's a place we can get to in Jesus where we can find refuge, where things that we are supposed to be paying the penalty for will not be held against us. And as long as we stay in that city, we don't have to pay the penalties. anybody other than me ever had the feeling that you were exonerated from a crime or for a crime that you were actually guilty of, that some punishment that should have come your way did not come your way, that it was somehow mitigated or expunged by some merciful God who intervened on your behalf? So, you've got the idea. So, what I'm seeing here in Psalm 8, verse 1 and 2, is that as we praise God and thank God, that God says, bam, I'm stopping and blocking the enemy who's my enemy who's trying to get you. You're too weak to fight him in your own strength. All I need you to do is give me thanks. And then there's some stuff you started yourself and you're about to reap what you've sown and I am going to cause there to be crop failure. For some of the mistakes that you have sown into your own life, I'm about to undo what you've set in motion to do in your life. And even beyond your understanding of how to appeal, how to go to the courts of appeal, I am going to let the avenue of the declaration of my great name expunge and wipe out the legal authority that thing has to come back and take you out. Isn't that a great thing to know? So there's much we could go into. Look at verse 4. It says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, that you remember him? And the Son of Man, Son of Man. The idea of David saying, And even me. How is it that you're concerned about me? That thou visitest him. The word visit there is an interesting word in the Hebrew. And if you would look it up, it can speak of oversight. It's either one of two things. It's either God bringing judgment or oversight. In this particular passage, it means, why is it that you have given oversight over me? I don't understand what it is about mankind, but even after I think about all the rest of mankind, I see the rest of mankind being watched over by God. But why in the world, God, are you watching over, are you visiting with your protection and your oversight me? We've got to understand that God is committed to us. It's even past our understanding. We need to understand that we are anchored in a relationship with him that is based on his loving kindness and his mercy, that he set his love upon us. I think this is very, very important. We could go through so much today and... uh, Verse 5 is where we'll end, and we're going to talk about several names of God very quickly. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Really, angels is not the word there. God has made him a little lower than Elohim. He's made him, man, a little lower than God. That's really what it's saying. Don't you realize that angels are ministering spirits, Hebrews tells us, that will be sent forth to be servants of, ministers of those of us who are called to salvation? Don't you realize that you and I will judge the angels? You and I, we will be. So so man, in God's creative order, man is created a little lower than God, and that we, in fact, are in a more divinely, uh, how can I call it? Envious position, you should say, than even the angels. We're in high position. And then we have dominion over the works of his hands. And thou hast put all things under his feet. That's amazing. So we're not a co-part of the creation. We are not created alongside of Lipper, or Bambi. They're not equal life forms. Come on now. Some people are saying it's a humanistic thought that, you know, we are supposed to protect the earth because our fellow creations and creators. No, no. No, we have been ordained and appointed by God just as it was in the garden to watch over that which God created. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Doesn't mean we should abuse the earth, but it simply means that we have responsibility for the earth. In a few minutes, we're going to give thanks to God. But I want us to take a, a couple of ideas. You know, in the Old Testament, there were these places where God visited. And again, because of the economy of revealing himself, he would show aspects of himself, show dimensions of his name, show aspects of his glory and character so that we can make a demand on that particular name. Put your finger in Psalm 8. Go with me to Psalm 50, verse 23. A few years ago, we did a whole series on Psalm 50. Let's look at Thanksgiving and praise, working together. Psalm 50, verse 23. Y'all still out there with me? Psalm 50, verse 23. Amazing. It says this Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. Whoever offers praise glorifieth me. The word glorifieth, Hebrew word kabod, which means to make weighty. Or another idea is whoever glorifies me makes me weighty, makes me manifest. Are you with me? Whoever offers praise, I'll show up, is what's being said. I will be glorified and manifest, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright. In other words, he lives in line with my covenant. Whoever lives his life according to the word, are you there with me? You're offering praise, you make me weighty, and if you're living your life in right alignment, when I show up, what am I going to do? Psalm 50, verse 23 I will show the salvation of God. I will show the deliverance of God. If you're walking like you're supposed to walk in my covenant, and you begin to give me thanksgiving and praise, I'm going to show up as your deliverer. I'm going to manifest as your breakthrough. I'm going to release my grace and my power on your behalf. And all too often, we want to cry out, Lord, help. And Lord says, Well, there's one way I'm going to help. You need to call on my excellent name. You need to walk in that attitude of gratitude, but more specifically, you need to lift up your voice and lift up your focus, and when you begin to give thanks to my name, your focus will shift from your problem to my deliverance, and I will manifest myself in your situation. Anybody understanding what I'm talking about? We'll open the door for God to intervene. We'll open the door for God to move. Maybe God is waiting for you. One thought I've had recently about the whole book of Job. All the way through the book of Job, Job is complaining about all the stuff that happens. And then about verse 42, uh, Job, chapter 42, rather, Job comes to the final idea and he says, well, Lord, you know, I don't know. And he finally gives up. After God says, you know, hey, where were you when I did this, and I did that, and finally Job says, oh, Lord, I've heard of you at the hearing of the ear, and now I see you at the seeing of the eye, and I repent. Repent for what? I repent that I had the nerve to be accusing you of doing something wrong to me, and so Job switched gears and moved into an attitude of thankfulness. The Bible says that God restored double for what he lost. And as he began that restoration process, he said, oh, and oh, by the way, go, go, go pray for your friends. The guys who are judging you there and just as message as you are, they need help. So let's talk real quickly. I've got about five minutes. And one of the things that, that I think is really important, we talk about Jehovah Jireh, compound name of God. Excellent name of God revealed to Abraham. Abraham had a test from God in the book of Genesis and where the Lord said, get up and take your only son to Moriah. He goes to the place. He gets there. He's about to sacrifice his son. In the middle of this sacrifice process, God stops him. The Lord said to him something very amazing. Take your son, your only son. Isn't it amazing that God says, your only son? How many know Abraham had two sons? The oldest son was what? Ishmael. It tells us something about the worthiness, our worthiness to bring thanks to God. It tells us something about what God does as he's moving in our lives. Very often, we focus on mistakes made, first son, first problem. Son had to be expelled. How many of the tension that's going on between the sons of Ishmael and, and his other son uh, have really created the very problems right down to ISIS right now? It's been a, the worst mistake that ever could have been made by Abraham, right? But the Lord is saying, I only see one son. Do you realize that when we repent of mistakes, that God doesn't see those mistakes. He doesn't interpret our destiny through the light of their and your mistakes. So he says, bring your son, your only son. He gets there, and there is all of a sudden a ram in the bush. What's interesting about that story is that people that know animal husbandry tell me that a ram would never be sitting quietly in the bushes. If it was caught in something, it would fight, fight till it was actually free. So more than likely what happened is the ram had been there for some time, maybe a day or two. The ram had no doubt struggled and could not get free and had no doubt lost its strength and has passed out waiting on the hilltop. And so, God had to think this thing through. He planned it out beforehand. He made provision to meet the answer to the test before Abraham got there. In the English language, the word provision comes from two words, pro-video, pro, to see ahead, video, to actually uh, provide. So, to provide ahead of time. That's one of the things that is in the name of God. What would we do if we could just have faith enough to give God thanks that before we call, he's already got a plan to answer? Before we even realize we got a need, he's already set a strategy into motion. Before he is about to bring deliverance, what he only needs from us Is a faith relational connection that says, God, I thank you that in the midst of my problem today, I don't see the answers, but I know you've looked ahead and you've seen to it. You've already made provision for me. You have not left me stranded. I'm not here by myself. I am your child. Who is Harry? Who is Bill? Who is Sue? That you are are watching over me. I am your child. Thank you for listening to the Hope Connection radio broadcast. Please be sure to visit us for a Sunday service at our sprawling campus located at 6251 Amondale Road in Beltsville, Maryland. That's 6251 Amondale Road in Beltsville, Maryland. We are saving a seat just for you. For more information or to order the broadcast in its entirety, check us out on the web at hopeconnection.org.